placements. This is not an astrology podcast. God damn it. She's never going to get it. So (laughs) sorry, guys. You know what? I don't feel like editing that much. So we're just going to keep that in here. This is not an astrology podcast. This is a free lobotomy. You're welcome. The world is fucking falling apart. And we are just wondering what the fuck is going on. But in, in a positive note, we're back together, so it's going to be an episode full of us talking over top of each other like the old time. And it's not going to go... Trrr, trrr. Let's see if the months of Zoom have taught us to like pace ourselves or if we're going to start screaming over each other. I don't know, but we're just fucking rolling with it. It's a day. It is. It's been a week. It's been a month. It's been a year. It's been an existence. I'm fucking... I'm tired, man. So tired. I'm just so tired of, like, literally everything being fucking stupid. Right? Like, and that's what I feel like every time I... Literally, every time my eyes are open, I'm just like, why is everything so dumb? Just, just dumb. Really not smart. Highly unintelligent. It's not right. Or is it? I don't fucking know, because I'm not that smart either. Is this is this the simulation? Is this what the simulation wants? I don't think the simulation wants anything, which is the most troubling thing of all. Yeah. Anyways, Britney Spears. Yeah. Let's, let's talk <laughs> about that. Um, Holy moly. Yeah, we just watched um, the Britney Spears transcript recording of her um, public court whatever the fuck yeah yeah so it was like it was the audio recording of the call uh that she made into the court yesterday which would have been thursday june 24th i believe Mm -hmm. uh it's about a 23 minute long youtube video uh and it is rife with extremely triggering extremely traumatizing information about what her life has been like over the last 13 years. Holy fuck. You can find it on YouTube, but we'll give you the gist of it. Like, I'm in shock. We just finished uh, listening to it about 15 minutes ago. Now, look, I already was following. We were following the Free Britney movement already. So we knew a bunch of this stuff and bits and pieces. And wa- I watched parts of the documentary. I didn't watch all of it. It was just so sad. This isn't, like, shocking for me, like, it's not shocking information, but I'm shocked. Like, I'm in a state of shock after hearing it, after hearing her say it, not speculation, just her say it outright. Yeah, that that's kind of how I felt. It's like, it's like the moment that it got spoken into the real world, the moment it was confirmed, you're just like, holy shit, like, this isn't just a bunch of us Britney fans being like, I bet this is what's happening. Britney came forward herself and she was like, you guys are right. This is what's happening. And then also. Yeah. And like, like, cause the stuff about the stuff about like her medication being switched cold turkey, mm-hmm. that was fucked. The IUD thing has rattled me yeah. from the moment I heard about it. That like as a woman, and I'm not somebody who wants kids. I have like made a firm decision Same. from a young age that I don't ever want to have a child myself. But as somebody who has the ability to give birth, hearing that somebody who wants to give birth has had that taken away from them against their will is it 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 breaks my heart to say the least. Yeah, it's fucked up basically. 
uh, for anyone that doesn't know what's going on, Britney Spears isn't just basically in a fucking prison. Um, she's in a prison. She's in a conservatorship under her father who runs all of her earnings, her entire life. So basically she lives the life of a small child. She lives the life of a small child that's like always grounded, that can't go anywhere. But she works like a full-time adult. You know, she's constantly working. She's being forced to work and she's being threatened to be sued. She doesn't, if she doesn't. By everybody. By everybody is threatening to sue her if she doesn't do exactly what they say. And she just basically in this call was like, look, if I'm so fucking mentally ill and incapable to be in this conservatorship that usually people with dementia are under conservatorship people. Yeah, it's old ass people. Like it's like 85 plus, you know, like those are the kinds of people who usually get put into conservatorship. It's very rare. But like, as far as we don't know exactly her diagnosis, the only public thing that she's been diagnosed with is bipolar. Someone who has a bipolar parent and who who is, you know, mentally ill themselves, like the, you can manage your money or you can pick people to manage your money. You don't have to be, you know, held fucking hostage in your life. Like she literally says she can't visit her friends that live eight minutes away. She can't get into her boyfriend's car. She has a medication lady in her house. She's being forced to go to therapy twice a week and see a psychiatrist once a week. So three mental health appointments a week that are triggering to her because they're in exposed clinics. Uh, which means the paparazzi can take pictures of her nonstop going in and out of them. So it's like really fucked up. She's just being triggered, going to therapy and coming out of therapy, going to therapy nonstop. Like she, you know, she talks about a therapist that abused her in the past. Like it's heavy, heavy, heavy shit. I'm not going to, we're not going to list every detail, but it's like, oh my God. Like my husband was, uh, well, Sam and I were listening to my husband was on the balcony smoking a joint and he came out. And he just heard the very last part and he's fucking shaking. Yeah. He, he's yeah. shook. And he didn't care, really care before he's not into Britney or anything. But like, he's like appalled and sick and like everyone should be. So yeah. what the fuck? Like, it's just hard to believe that someone can live like that. And I'm so, like, I, when I look at, and I think it's also because I'm mentally ill as well. Uh, but I look at Britney Spears and I'm like, there is... Nothing about Britney that says to me she's incapable of caring for herself or her children. Yeah, like she's not allowed to see. You can be mentally ill and still function in day-to-day. Like, she is an able-bodied person yeah. who, who, who has the wherewithal to choreograph thousands of dances for that Vegas yeah. show. Yeah. Or that Vegas residency, I should say. Like, yeah. if, you, if you're choreographing a Vegas residency, yeah. you are not... You are not incapable of taking care of yourself. Like, it's just, it's just, it boggles my mind. And, and everybody who is involved in the atrocities that have been committed against her deserve punishment to the full extent of the law. Yeah. Including the state of California, her entire family. You know what? Actually, so funny. I like, I never thought in a million years I would ever say this, but I saw Meghan McCain say something the other day about it. And I was like. Yo, am I agreeing with Meghan McCain right now? Meghan McCain on The View was basically fully just like, Britney Spears needs to be extradited out of her house. Yeah. And needs to be saved. She needs to be protected from her father, the rest of her family, her all the all the lawyers and, and doctors and all that shit. And she needs to be protected from the state of California. And I was like, yo, Meghan McCain, how are we on the same like what 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 is what is happening? You know what's right happening? Now? The enemy of my en- of the enemy of my enemy is my friend. 
that's that's what's fucking happening yeah Yeah, it's it's rough i mean look into it if you guys want it's a dark deep rabbit hole and this is just what we're allowed to know yeah exactly there's gonna be more the courts will never let us know absolutely everything and i'm sure if jamie and the the banks and the lawyers that are involved have any say whatsoever which they have lots of that that they're going to do the utmost to make sure we can't find the full details What's horrible is on that call, she was like, I know I have to hang up, but I don't want to hang up. I feel like I could talk to you forever and ever. She kept saying, ma'am. Yeah. And it was like really cute. And she's like, I could talk to you just forever and ever because as soon as I hang up, I'm just going to be told no, 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 no. And she's like, I'm going to be ganged up on as soon as I get off bullied. the phone. And bullied. Oh, my God. It just made me so sad because it's so obvious that she's being exploited you know she's literally like a fucking resource that's being just mined you know like a fossil fuel where people are just extracting absolutely everything they possibly can out of her for their own selfish needs you know money her time her talent her skills everything and then gaslighting her and making her triggering her constantly and it's like there's no denial she's mentally ill but like if you if a mentally ill person is, you know, medicated, they they have a good routine, they have good people around them, you can have a wonderful, beautiful life yeah. where you just manage your mental illness. And- well, sorry. And, and also, like, on, just to add to your point, when, you know, when you have somebody who's mentally ill and they're being gaslighted and they're being triggered constantly, and then you're turning around and you're taking their reactions to being triggered and gaslighted, and you're using that as your reason for why you can continue to abuse them. It, it yeah. just, like... It's this vicious cycle, right? Like yeah. a, a mentally ill person can't get the help that they truly need. They can't get the support and the, the uh, resources and the, like the freedom and the release they need from the shackles that are, are harming them if they're constantly being made to feel like they're crazier and crazier. And they're like, I just need you to listen. I yeah. just need you to listen. Like I remember being in a relationship with somebody that was just constantly begging them to listen to me, to hear what I had to say. And he wouldn't. And it just, it drove me further crazy. And he would constantly deflect and deny and gaslight the fuck out of me. And it got to the point where I was like, I need to check myself into a mental hospital because Jesus Christ. I clearly have lost my fucking mind. And then it was like, oh, actually, no, it's the environment that you're surrounded in. Yeah. It's driving you to the brink of insanity. And, and that's the thing, right? This is the thing with mental illness that I feel like is not talked about enough. It's going off on a tangent here. This was not in the notes. I was going to do Britney's birth chart, but let's fucking have a little veer off course here a little bit because there's, you know, there's clinical depression, you know, and then there's fucking situational depression, right? There's, there's generalized anxiety, social anxiety, anxiety caused by PTSD, etc. And then there's situational anxiety. And you can experience both at the same time. One can trigger the other. Um, you can, you can experience them separately. And what we're doing now is we live in a really shitty fucking world. Mm -hmm. We live in a really garbage fucking society where everyone is just, you know, to an extent, I mean, to Brittany, it's just such a fucking extreme extent, but we're yeah. all fucking trapped. We're all being extracted. All of our fucking talents and skills and our light is being mined for someone else's gain. Yeah. 
and we're gaslit and made told to feel like we're fucking mentally ill and we're not right and we need to do this and we need to do that we just need to improve we need to work harder we need to do more fucking self-care we need to do more therapy and it's like yes we do but the thing is like if you remove britney out of that conservatorship she's gonna do a lot better if she has someone good looking after her money she has someone you know making sure she's eating well she has you know she can see her fucking boyfriend she can see her kids she has a good therapist she can have this beautiful life and still struggle and and so can everybody else but you know whatever those confines are we all to an extent have these fucking confines in our lives and to be turned around and just be told it's just because of your mental illness it invalidates any other fucking experience in your life so true right so true because it's like well i have ptsd um you know i've been diagnosed for years now and it's like i'm very lucky i manage it because i have amazing fucking people around me and it's like if i had garbage people around me and i was you know and i have the had that in my life and i was constantly being triggered every single day would people just write that off on my fucking PTSD and nobody take any accountability? Yeah. Because I know the other side now. I know how good it can be, how, you know, how you can get through it. But it's like, how many of us are being gaslit by work environments, right? By by anything, by our fucking society. So it's like, free fucking Britney, free fucking everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Viva la revolution! <laughs> Yeah. For real. Like, just come on, you know, fucking free Britney. Leave Britney alone. Like, she just needs to go and fucking live in a, you know, sit on her porch and drink sweet tea and hang out with her kids and have more babies and go to church. Let her have those babies. Let her have those fucking And all she's asking for, she's like, I just need two, three years off. It's like, honey, you have enough money to buy your own fucking island. You can take five lifetimes off. Yeah. But she doesn't even realize that. She probably doesn't know how much shit costs. No. Well, the other thing that she's thinking is she's like, I can't not work. Yeah. Because she's been conditioned to think that she has to always be working. You know, before the Mickey Mouse Club, it was fucking talent shows when she was fucking, you know, seven, eight years old. Like, it was almost as if her parents gave birth to her to make them money. You know what I mean? And then you look at the daughter. We were just saying this earlier. You named named her younger sister Jamie Lynn. It's like you, you... that you literally just took the two parents' names, put them together, yep. and you're, you expect us all to look at this situation and be like, yeah, no, these parents are are totally... That's the other thing. Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent again. <laughs> this is the other thing that's really, really, really bothering me about the whole situation. Somehow, Jamie Spears is considered to be more capable of taking care of Britney than Britney is of yeah. taking care of herself. Jamie's the father. However, yeah. However, Lynn Spears... And Kevin Federline, Britney's ex-husband, have both successfully filed restraining orders against Jamie Spears. How does somebody who has restraining orders from two people against him is considered more sane and capable of taking care of a person than they are of themselves? Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. And he's nothing's just, adding up. Nothing's adding up and he's just making bank. So it's like, is he just like an evil, conniving person that has just set her up to... to he set her up to win and fail at the same time. Yeah. Like she's just like a fucking racehorse or um, like yeah. a greyhound. Yeah. You know, just like a just let her out to pasture when she's done and shoot her from behind. It's yeah, it's fucked up. It's really grim. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, and Britney's a Sagittarius sun. <laughs> she really seems like a Sagittarius sun. You know? <laughs> she does have big Sagittarius, but they're men. She does have big Sag energy. Oh, for sure. And she's she's a Libra rising. She's an Aquarius moon. Oh my god, she's a Libra rising too. Like. This 
girl. What? She, wait, what's her? Aquarius Moon. Oh. She's born to be free. Yeah, she's born to be free, but she's also born to just give a fuck about other people. Yeah, too. to care. Like she does. That's all she does is care about other people. And you can tell. And you can tell she she wants to have fun. She's a little yeah. wild. And that's okay. And that's the thing. Like, we need to just let women be a little bit fucking crazy in 2021. Like, I'm sorry. Why is... First, everybody's a little bit fucking bonkers, especially now. So, like... Is that so bad if everybody's a little... You know what I mean? Why can some people be bonkers and some people can't? It's not fair. I want to be unhinged sometimes. I deserve it. I'm always unhinged. And if anybody tells me I can't be, well, then I might stab you. (laughs) Tell me I can't be unhinged. I'll help her hide the body. If Sam ever kills anybody, nobody will fucking know because I will hide the body so well. And I will gaslight you for the rest of your life and you won't even know that person existed. I'll do anything. I don't fucking care. I think I care about anybody else but my unhinged homie right here. It's not true. It's not true. Don't fucking fool yourselves, okay? Yeah. And then you gotta be crazy together sometimes. Why why was it so bad that her and Lindsay Lohan were <laughs> Yo, I, I don't that was such a though those pictures of oh. Lindsay Paris and Britney fucking hanging Tattooed out driving inside my brain. Like I'm like it's the most perfect trifecta I've ever seen. Like I, that, I don't, I can't imagine if that's a god more. level shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what? What's what's Lindsay? What's her fucking? Is she a Gemini or something? What's Lindsay? She must be. I know. Well, we know Paris is obviously an Aquarius because she's your birthday twin. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan birth chart. She's got to be a Leo. Oh, let's see. She's a Cancer. Fuck you, Lindsay. Just she's throw us Gemini in. rising. Okay, Gemini okay, rising. Okay, okay, no, there's okay. Gemini. Lots of Gemini placements here. And, uh, so we should have Lindsay on the podcast, what you're saying. Oh my God. Lindsay, if you ever hear this, can you tell Kirkland to sponsor <laughs> us? <laughs> Honestly, though, Lindsay's another person that, like, obviously I'm concerned about. But also I'm like, I bet you we could figure out, out a way to get her. We could we could convince, we could gaslight Lindsay Lohan into oh believing that we are important people. It's good to have girls, especially now that we're, like, coming back to work. This is our plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Lin- Lindsay's another one with shitty fucking parents that drove her. Atrocious parents. Right? And all three of them. Mm-hmm. All three of them. Oh, my God. I've been reading a lot about... Um, oh, my God. So, going so off topic. Re- I've been really into fucking attachment theory lately. Oof. Like, you know, Oof. Yeah, 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 yeah you, you sent like, me a picture of that book, and I was like, yeah, I should read that Ooh. and then cry. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can fucking get into it. We can do a fucking season of episodes uh, if, if you don't know what that is, just look it up. It'll help you figure out all your fucking relationships and where you fucked up and where other people have fucked up for you. But it would, actually, there's one attachment style where it talks about how, you know, children can develop it who have, like, parents that are into, like, dance recitals and shit like that and, like, how it affects them. Because yeah. it's, like, essentially, like, a performance style of love or something? Like, what, uh, what's the name of... Do you remember the name it's, of the attachment no, style? There's only, like, very few attachment styles. Oh, okay. um, but this one is the avoidant type, and they're basically a lot of the time the kids whose parents force them to be, like, the best dancer or, you know, yeah. like, to do amazing at school or to do a bunch of competitions, pageants, stuff like that. So... You, you go through life basically um, just bottling everything up and avoiding all your problems and just putting yourself into work. And mm. yeah, anyway, I don't want to get too much into this. We can do episodes upon episodes on relationships and attachment. We have a lot of shit to go through. This is like more of like a TMZ plus ADHD plus <laughs> yeah, really, PTSD really. plus fucking. <laughs> 
Why not WD episode? episode. Yeah, whatever. You know what? It's fucking, I don't know. It's June 2021. It's a weird fucking time. And the internet is fucking strange. The internet has provided all all sorts of distractions and what the fuckery moments, especially in the last week. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like we keep sending each other things and being, and just the next, the other person's response is always just, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, where do we even start? Like, Brittany can't have kids. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about who's having kids. So Nick Cannon is doing it for her. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, like, usually I wouldn't care about people having babies and having baby mamas and that sort of thing. But when you read a headline where it's like, Nick Cannon has seven kids for this year alone. And I'm just like, oh what God. do you mean for this year? It's July. It's, it's fucking July. We're only seven months into the year. How does he have four kids this year? It's not even July. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was since <laughs> December 3rd. Nick Cannon has had three kids with two women. And there's a fourth kid from a third woman on the way. And he also has twins with Mariah Carey. So, yeah, so the one woman that just had the baby in mid-June, he has a four-year-old with her already. Mm -hmm. So he's got a pregnant girlfriend and a girlfriend who had a baby two weeks ago. (laughs) Okay, let's let's just take a moment. We'll pause. Okay. A pregnant girlfriend and a girlfriend who had a baby two weeks ago. Amazing. Do they know we like do they hang out? Like I just I want to be a fly on the wall. I want to possess. <laughs> well, what I love one of the articles that I was reading was like it was talking about how all of the baby mamas I'm not going to call them baby mamas that's disrespectful. It was talking about how all of these women were all making Father's Day posts about Nick Cannon and oh Nick God. Cannon has not acknowledged a single one. That's amazing. And I'm just like that's rad dad behavior. <laughs> oh, look. <laughs> Nick what the fuck, bro? He needs to keep his cannon in his pants. Well, and then there, so he had an interview with Howard Stern a while ago. I guess he had some kind of near-death experience, and his response to his near-death experience to Howard Stern was, I might die tomorrow. Why should I wear condoms? And I'm like, well, because you might die tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? That was that would be a prime reason for you oh to put God. a condom on in my eyes, but. Okay. It's so crazy to want to just fucking spread your DNA like that and for people to receive it. I, and the, well, that's, <laughs> the, that's the other thing that I'm like, I'm like, did all these girls grow up just like loving Drumline? Or like, because like what else? I'm like, I know he was on Wild and Out and I know he did some like Nickelodeon shit. Like he's not. But like, what has he really done? He like, he hosted Wild and Out too. Like he like, oh. he's always, he just, he always just like hosts shit. He's never the talent of the show. He's just, he always introduces the talent of the show. Well, Nick Cannon is a Libra sun. Okay. Sorry to all you Libras out there. And a Libra moon. And a Gemini rising. And pretty much all of his other placements are um, Scorpio. So (laughs) what this tells me is that he likes to get into relationships and flirt and, you know, he's charming he, you know, he's got that fucking Venus energy um, all up in that, you know, he's a... He's really connected to his personal divine feminine. Yeah, yes, definitely. <laughs> and, you know, he's got a Gemini rising, so he's unhinged. And he's got a Scorpio placement, so he lives to fuck. So that's that. Yeah, yeah, that, I guess that explains it. That's Nick and his canon. <laughs> 
<laughs> Nicholas, it's just, it's too many children. It's too, it's seven. He's going to have seven kids. Oh, should we go over their names too? There, yeah, there's some, you know what? There's one name I love. Okay. And I might take... Should we start from the beginning with Mariah, or do you want to go start with sure. the name you love the most? No, let's go Mariah. I have a little So Mariah chart. are the first kids, and he they had twins together. They did. Their names are Moroccan and Monroe. What do you think? We can rate them out of, out of five. Oh, okay. What are we giving Moroccan? I mean, to be honest with you, I wasn't down when I first heard it 10 years ago when it happened, and I'm just... Still not. No, I don't. I think it's the N at the end. I don't yeah. like. I, like if it was Morocco, I would. I think I would like it a little bit right? more. But Moroccan, it just doesn't roll off the tongue well like, as a name. Yeah, it just doesn't. It denotes like a. Anyway, I'm not into it. I like Monroe. That's cute. Yeah, I'm okay with Monroe. I can do with Monroe. That's yeah. fine. Um, then we've got Zion and Zillion. And oh. And these are also twins. These are also twins. So he obviously, fucking Gemini rising. <laughs> He's like two. Everybody gets two. Double, double or nothing, homes. <laughs> if he's not impregnating the twins, he's got a second baby mama on the go. Or why not both? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Why not both? Why not have it all? And I love Zillion because. Zillion's middle name is Air, so it's actually Zillionaire Cannon. <laughs> that is really good. So Air, for anybody who's listening, is spelled H E I R, like yeah. the heir to a throne or something like that. Zillionaire, Zillionaire. But yeah, <laughs> you read, it's you're like, really oh, good. they're named Zillionaire. Cool, 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 cool. That's sick. That what's, is a good uh, name. What's Zion's middle name again? I didn't write it down. Uh, wasn't as entertaining. It was. Not. I remember being something like. It reminded it reminded me of Nickelodeon. It was like Nickelodeon. Zy Zymoxicon or some shit. Zymoxy Xylitol. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it was something. One of those. Niacinamide. Oxyclean. You're, you're just listing off things in your bathroom now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, five likes and I'll drop my skincare routine <laughs> in the garbage because it's expired because I have no money. Oh my god. Um, and then, then there's powerful queen. Oh, yeah. So Golden is the name of the son that was born four years ago. Golden Queen. No, Powerful Powerful Queen Queen was the one who was born in December. Okay. Golden Cannon. Oh. Powerful Queen. That sounds like it's very close to Golden Showers. Right. This is my other problem with people naming their kids is like, I think it's really important that when you name your child, first you say the whole name. Okay. And then you think about... You and your brain, when you were in grades 3 through 12, and you think, how did I used to make fun of people? Mm. Why are you setting your children up for failure with their names right off the bat? It's not good. And you know what? Like, if you're very, 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 very rich, you know, like Beyonce level, like you could name your child like dog shit and everyone's gonna worship them yeah you know but you have to be at beyonce's level and nick cannon is not no he's not he's really not so it's just kind of rough you know it's 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 a rough thing powerful queen cannon i don't know about that i don't but what you know you like i know that a lot of people like to name their kids queen and king and like i don't fully understand i don't fully know the background behind that i like it would not be my choice an adjective as the first name or or is is it like a hyphenated for, is it powerful queen is the full first name or is I it powerful 
She's a powerful queen, I think. Okay. Yeah, and you know what? The, everyone should have just been zillionaire. Zillionaire yeah, one, zillionaire two, <laughs> zillionaire three, zillionaire four, zillionaire five, zillionaire six, and now upcoming zillionaire seven, which is actually, the name has been leaked and it's going to be Zen. Zen Canon. You know what I wonder? What? Is sounds there like a, that school, sounds like a camera. Is there a school specifically for celebrity kids so that like everybody goes in there with fucking weird names That's and nobody can now. really make fun of each other? Because everybody's name is whack. Kids will always make fun of each other, no matter yeah. what, I think. That's just, like, part of being a kid. You yeah. have to, like, bully people and roast people. Yeah. And, you know, when you're fucking young you and stupid. You gotta be a piece of shit. You gotta get treated like shit. And it's, like... It's the human experience. It's yeah. the fucking hero's journey. If you skip it, you're just gonna turn out mega, mega weird. Like, all these fucking... Like, Grimes. Like, <laughs> Oh my god. Do we have to bring Grimes into this too? I know her birth chart off by heart. It's yeah, all fucking Pisces and she's an idiot. No offense to Pisces, but she's an idiot because of the TikTok. But you know, we could talk about the Grimes TikTok. Sure, her her just like what? What the fuck? That was another what the fuck. Because she really just went on TikTok and told everyone to submit to um, the AI overlords in order to achieve perfect communism. <laughs> and to her, that made sense. She was high on crack. And it's like, Grimes, go get off the internet. Get off yeah. TikTok. Nobody asked. Just make music. You don't. We don't need to hear your politics because it's they're completely not rooted in reality. You're married to literally an evil overlord yeah, exactly. that has moved to Texas to evade... Um, yeah, and he wants taxes. to like yeah, and he also wants to like buy up space. No, he wants to buy up like a town in Texas, yeah. too, and like make it his like Tesla town. Yep, where he and Grimes and their yeah. How, how do you pronounce that child's name? Do you know? Um, bullshit. Like X A fucking Ash. I don't know. He said it's they, it changes every time. I think they're just trolling us with the name. I don't even know if this baby's fucking real. Speaking of trolls. Speaking of trolls. Yeah, like I don't want to dwell on Grimes. We could do a Grimes episode. It's very emotional for me, you know. <laughs> I've seen her. I've seen her live like so many times. Um, but I yo, was... Oblivion's still a bop. I don't give a shit what anybody oh, yeah. says. Oblivion. Her music is so fucking good. Because that's the thing, right? Just because someone makes really good music doesn't mean they have good opinions on anything or good at anything it's else. It's true. John McAfee made a great antivirus called oh, Software Program. God. Not a great person. Oh my god, <laughs> that was a big what the fuck this week. Yeah, John McAfee. I I pronounce it McAfee because there's no A between the M and the C. But then also like, I guess I should just say it how everybody else says it because like people fuck up pronouncing my last name because I don't put an apostrophe in it. So mm. I guess this is the pot calling the kettle black, and I'll just it happens. It happens that nobody can pronounce my fucking name. So it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, so this guy fucking invented, you know, the, the antivirus that we've all, um, you know, that's helped us all along the way on this internet journey. And then he sold it. And then he just became a fucking batshit, batshit crazy billionaire. And then he was in prison in Spain for tax evasion for a couple years and, and he then just Hillary said oh, I want him over here well allegedly <laughs> allegedly allegedly because he just um, allegedly took his own life in prison right before he was about to be extradited to the United States and he kept tweeting also allegedly yeah 
that I will never kill myself. I am happy and I have friends here. Yeah. If I die by suicide, it's not a suicide. And yeah. So I mean, right away, everyone's like, "Oh, the Clintons did it." Of course. Yeah. And it's like, you know, at first I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. You know, I love the drama. I love the Clintons. The Clinton killer drama. Right. I'm always down. I'm always like, "Oh yeah, let's fucking have a look." But. No, I don't know. I wish we could get Dave just in for this this part alone. I'd love to have Dave come in and give his hot take on on John McAfee and and how much of a troll he is. But I guess to summarize Dave's point, which which really kind of, I was like, you know what? I see what he's saying. And so also to preface this, my first introduction to who John McAfee was um, pre-suicide or not was on a Your Mom's House podcast Mm. episode. Where they were like showing him being completely unhinged. And I think it was right around the time that he was being charged with the murder of his neighbor because his neighbor poisoned his dogs. Yes. And I was just like, whoa, this is the guy that created the fucking antivirus software my dad put on all of our computers at home when I was a kid. Um, That was my first introduction to him. And that was in like November or December of 2020. So like I'm very new to this. But Dave apparently can like list off every single terrible thing he's ever done. And it's like, it's basically like, he's a giant troll. He said all these things just to fuck with us. And then his last moment of true trolling was to actually kill himself so that everybody would turn around and be like, the Clintons did it! And, and go he, off he like would. That. Like, he actually would. I, uh, I listened to an interview. There's a, a podcast called The Parallax or something. They, mm-hmm. they re-released an old interview they did with him um, the day after he, it, it was announced that he died. And... I literally the entire time was just like, this man's batshit. Oh, batshit. He's absolutely batshit. Batshit, bat, like there was literally, I couldn't, I was like, how do I come up with a more like politically correct term? And I guess I could say unhinged, but I just don't, I don't, don't, it does, unhinged is not enough. He is batshit. And like the way he just like constantly be like, fuck me. And I was like, the way he says it and the way he just like throws it in randomly. You know, fuck me, fuck me. And I'm just like, I just get the heebie-jeebies listening to you talk. Why this motherfucker not in a conservatorship? Hmm? He's just fucking sailing around being bonkers until he's a man. Yeah, exactly. And he's like L. Ron Hubbard fucking level crazy, you know, fucking... Yeah, I've, I've met people that level of crazy. I've lived with people that level of crazy. And it's, you know what? I'm, and you can't take the word crazy away. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm 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 holding on to that word as a crazy person. You can't yeah, take that. Shit I can from say me. crazy as much as I want because I am clinically diagnosed as crazy in one form or another, <laughs> and I hold that title with pride. Because bitches, you wish you could do what I do. You wish. <laughs> you wish you could be this crazy and also still hold down a job. <laughs> yeah, and she good. She good. I'm not biased. <laughs> <laughs> She's very. Sam's very easy to manage. Um, Except um, that's that's coming from my manager, not any of my boyfriends. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, and he's a Virgo. <laughs> when the Virgo finally gives up on trying to stay organized, that's what they become. Yeah, with a, with an Aquarius moon. Um, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, there you go. It's an interesting mix. Anyway, yeah. Speaking of bullying and all that, the other fucking drama. Was Chrissy Teigen getting canceled? Yeah. And she is someone I never gave a single flying fuck about ever once. I loved Chrissy Teigen for one 
specific reason. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm going to bait out my own scene here. But she is the best example of how you can fuck on a first date and still fall in love, get married, and live happily ever after. Is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah, her and she was, she was like the video. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you be able to fuck on the first day and fall in love and get married? Why is that not an option? Of course you can. You should be able to, but there's people people like to make rules about dating. That's crazy. Men especially (laughs) like to be like, oh, if she puts out on the first date, you know, I can't make a whole housewife, blah, blah, blah. But Chrissy Teigen was the the video girl for a music video. I don't even need a date. (laughs) Chrissy Teigen was the video girl for one of John Legend's music videos. Many, many, many years ago, they went out on a dinner date or something shortly after the video wrapped up filming, went back to one of their places, banged, and fell in love, and, and, that, and now we all know the whole, we know everything about their relationship pretty much because it's, Chrissy Teigen puts it all over the internet. She does. Yeah. She does. Yeah, she's not, never anybody I've followed or anything, but she, um, yeah, a lot of really fucking mean tweets resurfaced from 2012. <laughs> Of her bullying a teenager who was like a reality TV star, Courtney Stodden. Yeah. And uh, basically telling them to kill themselves. Yeah. And basically uh, being like, why does your face look like that? How can I, can you tell me how, why your face looks like that? So I make sure that I never look like an idiot like that. And I make sure my face never looks like that. And, and they're not going funny. to sleep forever. Yeah. They're not funny. Cause I was like, I got to read the tweets. Cause I gotta know. I'm like, not that I condone bullying, but if it's gotta be at least fucking funny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If, if it's slightly humorous, then like I might. But I want to see what angle, I want to see what yeah. angle is it coming from? Like it, cause a lot of people I feel like think that they have to be extremely mean to other people to be funny yeah and to to pick on people and it, it just doesn't it's low work. effort humor it's very low if effort you can humor. even call it humor because just like like because that, that's that's like the lowest form of trolling in my opinion where you you just where all all you're doing is talking shit like if because all you, if all you're doing is you're looking at the person at face value and then you're being like mm, I could probably say like, oh, their nose kind of sits funny on their face or like one ear is a little bit higher on their head than the other one or whatever. And then you go for these like very superficial things or it just, it's not funny. It's, it's just like, oh, you're, you're like, you're trying, but you're not actually trying hard. And it's like, it's a weird version of not trying hard enough. I don't know. It just like, it's just not funny. Like if you're going to make fun of somebody, you, there's a certain way you have to do it in order for it to land well Mm -hmm. and basically making fun of somebody well is extremely hard to do and I think that that's something that most people don't realize it's a lost art yeah (laughs) like a lot of people think that like oh well me and my boys have been friends since we were fucking 10 so we just roast each other all the time and we're all cool with it it's like okay cool but you guys have 10 20 years of, Mm -hmm. of of history together so you guys can be lazy assholes when it comes to making fun of each other and everybody laughs yeah but when it's anybody else it's like no there is still an art to it like if you're gonna make fun of somebody especially somebody you don't know at all or you barely know then you have to be very very careful as to how you do it otherwise you look like a total jackass and nobody wants to talk to you anymore well a perfect example is for any drag race fans listening there is always um like a mini challenge in every season of rupaul's drag race 
called uh, the Reading Challenge, and they read each other. Oh, all the queens read it. each other, right? And they, they so they all go up and face a row of queens, and then they put on these special reading glasses. And the library is officially open, and they get like a minute or two to kind of jive on everybody. And you always see because humor is a form of intelligence. This is what people don't acknowledge mm -hmm. i think because to be funny you have to be really fucking smart yeah it's a form of intelligence and expression and it is creative yeah it's a kind of like a form of poetry and it gets a reaction out of people it's a certain emotion that you evoke in people so anyone who does well in this reading challenge they're just using the mechanics of a joke that is logically intellectually funny and they're just inserting a person and a situation that match up and they work within the parameters and the joke fucking lands right mm -hmm. and it's like it could be anybody with anything but it just hits and then it's got that extra shady drag queen nasty sassiness to it which is just kind of like adds a little sauce a little like ooh, yeah. they went there right yeah. and that's when you know it fucking lands but then you'll always so you'll always have someone go up and they're like oh shit but even the person that's getting red is like laughing their asses off because they're like oh my god yeah, that's so, so good like you got me so fucking good and then you'll get someone that comes up and it's just like you're fat you're unattractive yeah. you know whatever and it's like there's no effort because there's no mechanic there's no thought you're literally just insulting somebody to their face there's no dynamic there's no setup you know you're just literally saying a statement that hurts and there's it's not embellished in any way and i wish more people would understand that you, you can't fucking do that that's not funny yeah but they think it is because they only under because they don't have like the the kind of intelligence to understand jokes totally. so all they get from that is the meanness right it's like mm -hmm. i don't fucking understand math all i get from it is the fucking numbers i don't get the equation yeah. so i can just throw numbers at you they're not gonna fucking make sense because i'll never get the fucking equation i don't know what a parabola is i'm 32 years old it's too late <laughs> yo what is a parabola i can't don't ask me <laughs> bro hey siri what's a parabola in mathematics, a parabola is a plane curve, which is mirror symmetrical and is approximately U-shaped. Do you want me to keep reading? No. Can you, can you ask her why we need parabolas? Hey Siri, why do we need to know parabolas? Okay, I found this on the web for why do we need to know parabolas. Check it out. Oh, well, she's not going to read it to us. Fuck it. I'm not reading that either. No, we're over <laughs> it. We don't need Fuck to Fuck you, Siri. You suck. And so does, you know, so do Chrissy Teigen's jokes, because they weren't funny. They were literally like, oh, no, they were just hateful, spiteful comments. Yeah. It and it was so bizarre, too, because at the time, Courtney was 16 years old, and they had just married uh, some guy, I don't remember his name, uh, and 50. he was 50. And so it's like, if you should be shitting on either person in this situation, yeah. it should really be the 50-year-old, not the 16-year-old. Like, the adult man or the child. Like, what? Yeah. You are very... And, and, and so here's my one thing that I do kind of want to say in her defense, is that it was 2012. Yeah. And these, this wasn't, you know, the internet was not new, but our understanding of how to use it was still very fresh and like yeah. i don't remember exactly how old twitter is but i feel like twitter had probably only been around for three four years prior max a bit longer than that but definitely more people were yeah. on it like, than ever in 2012 i didn't know what the fuck i was doing on the internet and instagram already existed yeah. 
I would, I'd already been on Facebook since fucking 2006. Yeah. Um, That's about right. Yeah. You know, you know, like these like social media things were still very fresh. And this was kind of, I think, right around the time that we were really coming down on cyberbullying. I feel, I want to believe shortly after that she shut her mouth a bit, but like, who knows? The other thing with it is to, to move away from the Courtney Stodden situation is there was, there, there's that guy that she had the issue with, mm-hmm. right? Dave, David, she had some, so she had some issue with some fashion designer. Yes. And he up. was claiming that she stole a dress from him and she was claiming that he's full of shit and that her designer had already made a dress and it was just coincidental that it was similar. So he was coming out and saying she was this big bully, yada, yada, yada. And she was like, okay, this guy can kind of shove it whatever michael um, costello michael costello that's it and then shortly after michael costello came out and tried to slam chrissy Teigen, right after courtney stodden had leona lewis came out of nowhere and was like okay yeah i see your bullying by chrissy Teigen, but also like here's that time that you bullied me and i think that this is something that people on the internet need to keep in mind is that like none of us are perfect and at some point in time in our lives We've all been bullies and we've all been pieces of shit to other people. And so, like, if you're going to come for somebody who did something to you that you don't like and you're going to come for them on the Internet, you should probably make sure your own hands are clean. Yeah. Right? Because people are watching. Yeah. The thing is, when you're famous, like, when you're a fucking Chrissy Teigen level famous, everything you do, every interaction you have with people can come back to you at any minute because they can tweet about you, they can never, and it can catch like wildfire because your name carries so much weight. So imagine living your life and like, even if you're like the best person ever, surely at one point, like you were a fucking bitch to someone at Starbucks. Yes. Or There's no a- way you can get to any point in your life after the age of say five and somebody doesn't hate you. I hate every six-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I hate almost every six-year-old. <laughs> Just kidding. But I'm not. <laughs> with, 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 you know, like anything can come out. Anything can come out. Anybody can speak out against you. And that's that. And everyone has been a dick on the internet. And it's like, it's a, it's a rite of passage, you yeah, know, like, in a way. And were for, you really on the internet if you weren't a dick to somebody at some point? For sure. And it's. It's, it's the anonymity, right? It's the fact that you can't say that shit straight to someone's face without getting punched or getting some kind of reaction or just the anxiety of saying that out loud. But on the internet, you just blah, 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 and you go off. And Twitter has that fucking manic, you know, Gemini energy to it where it's like boom, 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 constant. It's like, oh, you're bored? Here's something else. Oh, you're bored again? Here's something else. It is. And it's always given me a lot of anxiety. I've never liked because I feel like all these social media platforms, there are ways that our energy manifests in, in different ways, right? Where you have your, I mean, you, you can get really fucking deep if you want, kind of related to like planets, right? Where, yeah. you, you know, you have that Mercury, that fast Mercury energy with Twitter. You have that Venusian energy with uh, with Instagram. It's all visual and mm-hmm. aesthetic. You know, you have a more familial and et cetera with all of these. But they're co-opted by fucking 
evil overlords that are yeah. stealing your information at the end of the day, but you're still trying to like move through it authentically and it's all skewed and you're just, your information's being stolen. It's, it's so toxic and it brings out so many different parts of us that we may not have faced in any other situation in our lives, right? Like where else can you wind up in an environment like Twitter just going outside? You know, yeah. maybe pick a fight at the market or something back in the old days, you know, like, yeah, like I, there's just, I can't like maybe joining a debate class. Like yeah. how else would you, yeah. How else would you see a physical manifestation of Twitter? Right. You know, just all of these different platforms, there's such a different energy. Like I'm someone that has always used social media my whole life. Like I've always had, you know, I had a fucking Zanga, blurdy live journal, dead journal, MySpace. Incredible friendster like like all of these you know i've i grew up on the internet like i got a computer and i was 12 years old and just like fucking never looked back oh yeah no i was saying like i had like i had like friend pages mm -hmm. i had fr a free webs website where i like basically mm -hmm. just like made my own website yes i was into geocities yeah. i used to have a vin diesel hate site <laughs> Why did you stop? I don't know why I stopped. I Maybe because he had that severe mental breakdown and you realized that you See, I bullied Vin Diesel and I caused him to have a fucking breakdown. And No, I think that was Paul Walker dying, but I mean, you know. Maybe I had a part in that too much. No, no, no. God, no. Fuck. We'll have a podcast together in hell. Can I just say, this is just goes to show how much my I have a hard time regulating my emotions. The only Fast and the Furious I've ever watched is the one that they were almost done filming when Paul Walker died. Mm. And at the end of that movie, they have Vin Diesel and Paul Walker driving side by side in their cars. Shit. And uh, what's the fucking song that's playing? It's like something about friendship. I can't remember. I'll, I'll post it on <laughs> As on we go on. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that one, but it could have been. And then they come to a fork in the road and Vin Diesel goes in one direction and Paul Walker's oh, car shit. goes in the other and the music gets louder. I sobbed. Guys, that was the only Paul Walker movie I've ever seen. It was the first Fast and the Furious movie I've seen. It's the only Paul Walker movie I've ever seen. And I was sobbing because motherfuckers with the fucking music. They got, they I said got this it. the other day to a couple people. I was like, montages, man. I can't do montages. Can't do montages. Anytime that somebody plays a montage of literally anything, it doesn't matter if I don't know a single person in the montage, I'm crying. Montages, they just fucking get me. They get you. That makes sense. A lot of compressed. And the music is always emotional. Yeah, it's a music video. Like, they get you. There's a reason why people like music videos. That's why I stopped watching all the Toronto Leafs games, just because they kept doing this Toronto Leafs montage with Justin Bieber music playing. And I was like, I don't know. Why am I crying? I don't watch the Leafs. I don't listen to Justin Bieber. But this fucking montage at the beginning of every game is killing me. Oh, my God. You couldn't get me to... Yeah, you couldn't get me to watch that with a gun to my head. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, sorry, we've digressed again. That's okay. We love to digress up in here. Well, yeah. Anyway, Chrissy Teigen and all her drama. I think she's just one of those people that whenever something is hopping on Twitter, like yeah. on the internet, she just like latches onto it. Because she wants to be relevant. She wants to be relevant. And you, you see a lot of people do that. 
Um, like someone I can really think of who does that is on on YouTube is like Jeffrey Star. Mm. This is somebody who's always been like so problematic, and like this ties into what we're talking about because I have known Jeffrey Star since I was on MySpace. That he was like, oh what? yeah, he was on MySpace. He was on MySpace, and that's kind of how he made it. That's kind of how yeah. he became known because the emo kids really took over MySpace. Mm-hmm. I was really into this girl called Kiki Cannibal. Yes, you remember Kiki Cannibal with the raccoon, of course, fucking tails. She's like the inventor of coontails. Was she? That's what she dubbed herself as. Oh yeah, that was like her headline thing. Yeah, I was I was on MySpace when all of that was happening. But I was like a bit older, so I was like still in like goth MySpace. And then all the emos came. I ran my little business on MySpace called Uber Neon Hair Extensions. I love it. Yeah, I made dreadlocks. Talk about problematic. Canceled me. Timbers. <laughs> yeah, I made those raver dreadlocks. And that's how I paid for stuff. Anyways... Again, Jeffree Star. Jeffree Star is somebody who on YouTube, anything goes up against anybody, he will pop off. It could be a celebrity, it could be somebody, somebody else in the makeup community, beauty fucking space on YouTube, which there's a lot of drama there always, but especially now, it's like yeah. wowza, wowza. I had no idea how much drama existed in the beauty realm of YouTube until, until 2020. Because one of my girlfriends and I, we used to go for, like, regular walks as, like, my our only way of, like, socializing with somebody and, like, whatever. And she started telling me mm. about all this drama. It's amazing. With Jeffree Star and James Charles James. and Tati Westbrook. And Tati Westbrook and um, Shane Dawson as well. Oh, yes, right. And Shane Dawson was involved. This too. is, if you're into, like, deep dives into drama, this is incredible. Like, I was... And still am obsessed. And this, yeah, it actually got me through a lot of like 2019 and 2020, just following all this bullshit because it's so stupid. But, you know, Jeffree Star is someone who whenever there's anything, he'll go off on like Snapchat, he'll go off on his Twitter, he'll go off on, you make a YouTube video accusing anybody of anything and really like attaching himself to any drama that he can because he just like constantly needs attention and this guy i mean he has everything he has all the money in the fucking world yeah it's incredible and actually i watched he just made a video like a few days ago two or three days ago saying he's like taking a break from social media taking a break from youtube he's moving to i think wyoming yeah he's moving to wyoming full time and leaving california yeah, to just fucking heal from all the bullshit in his life. And he actually, like, acknowledged that he was super toxic. So we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. But he did say one thing where I was like, whoa. And this can kind of relate to, like, Justin Bieber and, like, a lot of these celebrities, you know, where you rise really quickly. Mm-hmm. Seven years ago, he's like, I was living in a tiny two-bedroom apartment. And I had $500 in my bank account at the best of times you know, working at Mac, you know, and uh, he's like, in seven years, my company just, one of my companies just reached 500 million. Holy shit. Yeah. So he's worth hundreds and hundreds of millions. Like. Like insane amounts of money. Yeah. Like he's untouchable at this point. Like regardless of how, regardless of what offensive fucked up shit he says. Yeah. He's still laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah. But he was like in this video, I was actually, and it's funny because I have always followed Jeffree Star, like, not because I'm a fan or anything, but I saw him on MySpace where he was working on Mac and, like, trying to fucking make it. And, like, it was, I was just like, wow, the ego. And I'm just going to follow this ego's journey all these years because I'm just always curious. That's how I got into the Shane Dawson, Tati Westbrook, 
drama in the first place was all through Jeffree Star because I was like, wow, this guy like literally, I don't know, I can always identify with somebody that comes from fucking nothing. Um, because it's just, you know, no matter which direction they go, I'm like, holy shit, they're fucking doing something. Yeah. Um, but you know, he talks and he made this apology video <laughs> before this, uh, video where he, you know, about the drama that he was involved in. Cause he was fucking most pathetic apology video ever. Oh my God. I feel like I heard about this actually. So I remember people being like, what was that apology? Well, he was sitting on the world's fucking ugliest couch. First of all, I've never seen a couch so fucking ugly in my life <laughs> in a designer robe. And, you know, hair did and whatever. And he's sitting there and he's talking about, you know, I made mistakes, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, it's so obviously just like he's reading from a prompt or whatever. And then all of a sudden he goes, Breonna Taylor. And he just starts. Yeah, he just. Yeah, he just goes full BLM on us. Like, he's like, this is what we should be talking about. And it's like, oh, he's trying to detract from his own shit and be like, but look how woke I am. Look how much I care. Right. And he's being called out for, you know, dropping N bombs. Yeah, it's like he's super racist. You know, and that video just had no authenticity in it. It was just so, it was posturing, it was detracting from everything. It was just like, you know, look over there. Oh my God. (laughs) Don't mind me. Buy my makeup. Up, whatever but in this video where he was just like he's like there a lot i have a lot of demons there are a lot of things wrong with me i've had a, a i've been severely traumatized from my since childhood he's like i don't operate like a normal human being i don't have normal relationships i don't have normal people in my life i don't have anybody that i could trust so i just became a villain and he's like i just literally became regina george and i just lived that character which it makes sense because a lot of traumatized people have a false persona to present to the world, right? That shell. They like, yeah, exactly. They like create a fake thing so that any insults or or any hatred that gets thrown at them, it's like, but that's not actually who I am. That's that's who I'm projecting into the world for everybody else to see. So you guys don't actually hate me because you don't know me because I'm protecting myself with this persona. Word. Yeah. You've got, He's like, you know, I was manifesting all these things, you know, the house, the car, the money, this, that, and I have it all. And I don't feel like I have anything because mm-hmm. I'm fucking miserable. I'm alone in this house. I have nobody mm-hmm. and I'm just absolutely miserable. And I just latch onto drama. I latch onto anything to like feel anything. And I was like, man, this shit is real. Like that shit's coming from the heart. Obviously it's, you know, there's PR moves and yeah. he's, he's a calculating motherfucker, but there is some honesty there. There's honesty there. He's in a car accident recently. And he's like, I need to go to therapy. Like, I need to get my shit together, basically. Has he never been to therapy before? He said he had been um, as a teenager. Okay. Um, he saw a counselor because he was um, self-injuring himself okay. quite heavily. So, okay. And he said it did help, but he didn't want to, like, admit. He just always had to portray such a tough fucking image. And, you know, this motherfucker is a Scorpio. Yeah. That's Scorpio big. sun, Capricorn moon. And... Uh, you know that this birth time is not up, so we don't know his uh, his rising. But uh, you know, I know a Scorpio with a Capricorn moon. <laughs> they very. You're right. They have. They do put on a persona where that they yeah. project into the world. Yeah, you know, where Capricorns are not known for being the most um, in touch with their feelings and emotions. And extremely hardworking. And uh, Capricorn moons are known for it because the moon is like your needs and wants. They need to be recognized. They need to make it. Mm-hmm. A Capricorn moon just cannot 
be happy unless they are famous or wealthy or just seen or know they, they need some kind of external approval, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah external validation is, is very Yeah, important. they need it. And, and you can tell that he's just run himself ragged. Like, there's just nothing else he can get. So he's realizing that he needs to get it from other ways. You know, that's his last card is to be authentic and genuine because yeah. he pulled every other fucking card with all the drama he got himself involved in Seriously. and all the people because basically, I mean, again, this is a long drawn out thing, but basically, again, it involved bullying a teenager. Yeah. Right. Bullying a teenager on the Internet. Everybody went after James Charles who's like a young makeup artist, um, very famous, very well known on TikTok. TikTok and I'm like such a millennial on the tip tops. On on the tickety tock. On the tickety tock. On that on that clock. That clock game. Hickory dickory knock. <laughs> Sit on Satan's cock. <laughs> I can't Are we it. talking a little Nas X2 today? Ooh, yeah, why not? Tati Westbrook, who is a makeup a very who was a very non-problematic makeup youtuber who was just like a pretty nice lady in her 30s that did really nice makeup reviews like every day and makeup videos um and she became buddies with this teenager james charles they um partnered together made videos together whatever then her and Jeffree Star made a bunch of videos. He, like, bought her a bunch of handbags, like, went on his private jet and whatever. They were chilling together. Um, and then all of a sudden, she came out with this video called Bye, Sister. This was, I think, at the end of 2019. Calling James Charles, who was, like, fucking 19 or something at the time, a sexual predator. Was he still a teenager at the time? He or he, So he was like barely legal. Yeah, he was like between 19 and 21, like very young. Like yeah. I think he's only like 23 or 24 now. Like he is young AF. And he's just another example of somebody that like grew up on the internet with a lot of fame, a lot of entitlement, like out of touch. Yeah. Because everyone's obsessed with him. You know, and you have these mall meet and greets. Like one of my clients, her teenage daughter, when I told her I knew who James Charles was, she's like, oh my God, he's a god. Oh boy. This is a 13 year old girl. He's a god. I'm like, okay, honey, he's, he could do makeup nice. But, anyways, he, he's like very iconic and he had a big following. And she made this really long video saying how they were out at dinner with her and her husband. And he was hitting on this waiter. And there's just so many accusations of him. Basically, her whole spiel was that he likes straight boys and goes after young straight boys and tries to kind of lure them in and, and he talks about it he does tweet about it okay so here's my thing though i'm more straight than gay okay we're not gonna talk about it's pride we're not talking it's about pride my, yeah we're not talking about my percentages today um but like sam's boyfriend enters the chat <laughs> he's like a what um, <laughs> but from what I hear existing on the outskirts of of queer conversations. You know, I listen to the read almost weekly, and that is a podcast that is done by two queer people. And and so they had a the reason I'm bringing this up is they actually had a caller a couple weeks ago, or, or somebody wrote in a question a couple weeks ago, where they were like, "I'm straight," and then I met this girl, mm -hmm. and. We started hanging out and we started falling in love and uh, we were together for about three months and then she ghosted me. Mm. And 
I'm super heartbroken because this is my first time having my heart broken by a woman, but I'm straight, this, that, and the next thing. And Kid Fury and Crystal went on to, you know, they talked about how there are people in the queer community who, who do kind of like to go towards the people who still self-identify as straight mm -hmm. because it's this challenge for them. Yeah. them. Yeah. But there's also a lot more people in the queer community who avoid straight yeah. people or people who, who self-identify as straight. And they're like, I'm not going to be the gay person that you learn everything from yeah. because I, I need to protect my own heart. But so, I mean, like if James Charles is messaging a 13 year old straight boy and trying I don't to think like, they were 13. Okay, so there, he that's to, he's point. a server in a restaurant, so he can't be that young. No, exactly. He, he has, has to be, be over like 16 or whatever, and he's like yeah. 19 at the time. So still older, still obviously has power because he's like, famous or whatever. We've also, we've, you and I know gay men who have loved to hook up with quote unquote straight men. We know them all. Love to hook up with men who are married with children, have houses in several places around the world. And they're like, yeah. And then I go to the steam room at Good Life across the street on my lunch break and he sucks my dick. Listen, like, we've been hairdressers for like a decade. We've met every gay man who's done anything. <laughs> I know. We stories. know it all. We, um, our sexualities aside, we have, we have heard and seen things. So I don't necessarily think that it's problematic per se for a young gay guy to be like, yeah, sure, maybe that guy's straight. Maybe he's not, though. Maybe I'll turn maybe, maybe he just needs to experience this dick. Right? You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, it's problematic, it's stupid, but it's like, is he a predator? And then, of yeah. course, so she released this video, and, like, Tati is, if you ever watch any of her videos, she's so composed. So composed. Like, she, I've only seen one video. So composed. So composed. She is, she's beautiful. Yes, like so she looks like a Disney princess. Yeah, that's she has like, like Belle from Beauty yeah. and the Beast. She looks like Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Right? She's just her makeup is so perfect. Even without it, her face is so perfect. Her yeah. voice is soft, but it's also like eloquent. Like you just want to believe her. You want to She just you look at her and you're like that's the good guy. That's the good yeah. girl. She's good. Like yeah. she's wholesome. She's smart. You know, she's got this beautiful big wedding ring and her this nice setup and like she always plays with nice makeup and it's just like it's she's not problematic she doesn't swear she, she doesn't, doesn't push boundaries she doesn't push boundaries she's very like kind of safe yeah so you know you watch a video like that and james was being in scandal after scandal after scandal constantly on youtube of plagiarism of bullying people of saying this of that of partying during covid like so many things because yeah. he's a teenager and then you got this 30 something year old super composed established woman with millions of followers of course, people are going to take her side. So everybody took her side. Jeffrey went bananas on on Twitter, just being like, James Charles, you're a fucking, what did he call him? He's like, you're an animal. You're a monster. You need to be fucking locked away. You're a menace to society. Wow. Like, real fucking, you know, real shit. Like, real accusations. Like, you're a predator. All these things. And then, like, a, less than a week later, James Charles made a response video with receipts just proving all of them wrong really yeah see and, and i was too late to the party so i didn't i literally have just seen tati's recent video well and then she's like i deleted my old video because i don't want that well following because there was another video like oh this God. okay 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 because James guys I'm getting caught up with you <laughs> right like it's usually Sam schooling me but I just randomly know so much about this so enjoy 
But yeah, he responded and he was like, mm, no, actually this guy, the waiter and I were flirting. He was bi-curious. He actually really wanted to hook up with me. And then he ghosted me. Then a bunch of drama channels caught wind of this somehow when you were at the dinner. <laughs> and they um, started poking and prodding at him and asking for screenshots of our conversation so they could spin this in a way. Cause like, I mean, these people, you know, it's not, it doesn't happen by chance that yeah. these conversations are not happening behind closed doors. Like there's a, there's something to gain for everybody. Yeah. So he had his own screenshots. He actually ended up talking to the, to this um, server or whatever. And they actually made other plans to like meet up. So like that was like any accusation, he was able to fully transparently disprove it. And then he was like, so what actually happened is Tati has her own um, company called Halo Beauty. And I don't know if they make anything else, but they make those like fucking hair, skin and nail vitamins, um, oh. you know, like to make your hair grow. Like, so basically they just make biotin? Basically, yeah. Take it from two hairdressers. That stuff is bullshit. Just take biotin. You literally just take, if you want to take a supplement to make your hair and nails grow stronger and longer, take biotin. Just take biotin. You don't need anything else. Don't that? listen to anybody who says anything else about anything else. It's just biotin that you it's, need. It's the same shit that's repackaged. Biotin, 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 biotin. Kirkland <laughs> bi makes yeah. the best biotin. Today's sponsor who will never it's, sponsor us. It's Kirkland Biotin. That Kirkland fucking sweet, sweet biotin. But yeah, that's all you need fam um but yeah so she makes some bullshit fucking hair vitamins that james was uh promoting a lot on his channel constantly and then he was at some festival or something and he ended up doing um like a sponsored post about sugar bear hair those sugar bear fucking these gummies these vitamin gummies so it's like a rival company oh okay and she was really upset about that. So she like cashed. So she, oh my God, can I just get So straight? she decided so to she, yeah, so, so he was promoting Halo. Then he randomly at a festival promoted something similar. And she was like, you know how I'm going to get you back? I'm going to call you a pedophile. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. So, you know, so even he even had receipts for that where he said that um, he was at some kind of festival and they didn't have they didn't have like an artist spot for him or whatever they didn't have like a setup for him so he ended up um going i don't know how this shit works for celebrities at festivals but he ended up joining like the sugar bear hair crew so they were like oh like could you do a little promo for us and he was like yeah no problem so he made like one insta story being like oh they make these like now they make like a nighttime vitamin so i can sleep at this festival or whatever and then like so stupid right yeah. so then that was that and and he had he has screenshots of texts from tati like going off she's like they're a rival she, she got unhinged <laughs> she got unhinged she got mad so she was mad that he wasn't promoting her fucking vitamins and basically went to ruin his life and then when the receipts came out no one it was undeniable like, it wasn't just like, oh, maybe it was like, oh, fuck, they fucked up. So Jeffrey apologized. He's like, oh, I need to just not get into drama. I need to not get into drama. So I'm just going to go over here into Wyoming with Kanye West while he divorces Kim Kardashian. Right. That's not drama at all. This was like last, you know, last year. Guys, I'm, I'm digressing again. Stop it. This is like, you know, that's a whole other can of worms. Like, yeah. We just keep going and going because what the fuck is going on? Every yeah, so then Tati went really quiet and took like an over seven month break from the internet. And then 
came out after with another video being like breaking my silence. Yeah. Last year, she made this breaking my silence video where she tried to cancel and expose Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson, who are stick and thieves. Shane Dawson is like OG YouTube. Yeah. Like, Shane Dawson's been around for as long as like Philip DeFranco and Jenna Marbles, I would yeah. think. Yeah. He's like one of the original YouTubers and he partnered with Jeffree Star on a doc he made a documentary style video like a three-part I think documentary about Jeffree's life which was just like a PR campaign basically yeah, and then they made a makeup palette together and made fucking millions of dollars Shane Dawson got involved what yeah and literally he nothing about Shane Dawson that makes me think makeup yeah they made a palette together and they made a documentary about them is making it just the palette. just several colors of brown like how, what's in this what is in this palette you can make you can watch a documentary of okay. them making this fucking palette but they're, they literally manipulate a young audience because it, yeah. it, they sell this like overly emotional um, do they have a montage oh there's so many montages and emotional montages music bro fuck these montages and the thing with Shane Dawson right is he's a fucking cancer son and cancer rising so this motherfucker will emotionally manipulate the fuck out of you not that cancers are known to do that. It's just that they understand emotions. Exactly. It's, yeah, we're not saying cancer. I always say, like, can I always, like, feel like I, I give cancers a bad rap. We're in cancer season right now, so we can talk about this. Out of any sign, a cancer it will understand emotion. Like, they're yeah. so emotionally intelligent and sensitive and intuitive. Mm -hmm. And when you have that kind of intelligence and understanding, you can use it for bad or for good. Yeah. Right? So you used to use it. It's how you choose to use it. So are you an evolved or an unevolved cancer? Yeah, that's what it comes to. And, you know, you can you can emotionally manipulate people for good, right? Where totally. Because manipulation is just change. It, it's That's a word with, like, very negative connotations. Yeah, it's basically just, like, believing people. Right? So a, a cancer can be, like, an incredible therapist because they can lead you to open up. They understand emotions so much. You're just, like, a really good friend or a good partner that gets their loved ones to, you know, eat better. Like, whatever, right? But you can also fucking gaslight someone and just trick them and make them feel all kinds of things where you could really see this with Shane Dawson because he just constantly would call himself an empath. I'm so mad. I can't stand that <laughs> word. If I, sorry, <laughs> got so mad. My neighbors know how you feel about empaths now. You're not an empath. You just have trauma. You just have trauma. You're you not just an have trauma. You know, and we've all gone through this. I think. I mean, I thought I was an empath for a while, and I was like, no, no, no. I'm just being triggered at every moment because I overanalyze everybody's facial expressions because I have so much trauma. When we do our spirituality episode, which might be the next one, it might be one at some point. I'm get, we're getting ready um, one day to do one, <laughs> but we'll talk about empaths a lot in that. But if you think you're an empath, you're not. You have been through trauma, and you are very good at. Maybe where you think you're good at understanding how people feel because you have always had to be hyper vigilant, hyper vigilant, hyper aware of everything due to the trauma. So just yeah. go to therapy, take care of yourself. You don't have magical powers. I'm sorry to break it to anybody. And that includes it was a hard pill for me to swallow. It was hard for me too. It was part of my healing journey thinking that I'm this empath and I take on the feelings of others and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, I project my feelings onto others because yeah. we're all fucking mirrors of each other. Anyway, I really fucking digress. <laughs> so 
Shane Dawson called Shane, himself an empath. Shane Dawson, you know, went from making horrifically problematic videos where if, if you guys want to do a deep dive on Shane Dawson and how his career ended, how he got canceled is fucking wild. Is uh, it like, sorry, because I don't know. Is it like Jake and Logan Paul suicide forest style or is it? Yeah, like, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Okay. There's like some child. Diddly. Oh, yes, yes, I have heard Very problematic else. behavior, but even aside from all that stuff that got uncovered, uh, there's a guy named D'Angelo Wallace on YouTube, and he has a video, I think it's called The Moment Shane Dawson's Career Ended. It's like a two-hour video full of receipts, full of proof, clips, deleted videos, re-uploaded videos. I love videos. people like this. Man. I love people like this, and the, he and he's so smart. He's just this young, really cute guy that just made this, It's it just fully and it's not spiteful it's just like what the fuck is going on shane dawson so you know shane went from making these stupid problematic videos to kind of doing a 180 and starting to make these like documentary style videos first about his life but then he started collaborating with other youtubers and he was like so obviously putting this emotional spin towards problematic youtubers who needed people to like them again and he really did this for jeffrey and you could just tell it was just this deal because jeffrey with his powers and his abilities was able to make Shane crazy amounts of millions by doing this makeup palette. He's like, this will sell. Your fans will love it. My fans will love it. Our powers combined. And they did. They made millions and they made this fucking documentary about how it was made and it sold out in like half an hour and whatever. So they were in cahoots. And right after they were riding the waves of success after this fucking makeup palette and they were like, oh, we're best friends. This is amazing. Tati Westbrook makes this video called Breaking My Silence and she's just like, I was fed lies by Shane and by Jeffrey about um, James Charles. I was told I was forced. I was blackmailed. Oh, I remember. This is the this is the video my girlfriend was talking about when we yeah. went on our watch. She basically tried to deflect all responsibility off of herself yeah. and onto other people. And she was crying and it was just like, again, very composed, but in a different way, in a crying way, in a... It was pretty tears, as Oprah would call them. Yeah, pretty tears. Because she still looked so beautiful. Of course. Um, but yeah, it was just, you know, that's... And it's talk about manipulation. So, and that backfired for her because, mm -hmm. while well, Shane didn't take well to it. He went live and started screaming about it and had this emotional reaction. But, uh, you know, Jeffrey kind of stood his ground. Um, and she was just kind of canceled and she disappeared. She didn't get the effect that she wanted and she stayed silent for a year. And then she came back with this video just a few days ago and it was really something like really something or she was a flying for a year. Um, and she just kind of talked about, you know, she didn't address that drama, but she talked about why she was gone. And she's actually in a lawsuit right now. Yeah. With her like co-owner of her business or whatever. Yeah, her business partner, they're in a lawsuit over 30 million fucking dollars. Yeah, she, she didn't really explain what the lawsuit was about, no. did she? No, because no. I guess she can't. I was actually shocked that she even brought it up at all. Yeah. Because like when I was going through my sexual assault case, I kept my mouth shut, like mm -hmm. firmly shut. Like, I, you know, I, I talked to people that were in my close circle so that they knew, like, oh, this is why Sam's being all fucked up for the next seven months. Yeah. Is because she's, like, going through this shit. Yeah. But, like, outside of that, like, not speaking about it publicly. No. Whatsoever. No. Because, like, I also saw what happened with the Jean Gomeshi trial and these women who spoke yeah. about it and whatever. And then it fucking, it fucked them up in court. So when she did that, I was like, girl, you might have just fucked yourself a bit by even bringing it up 
at all. I don't see Tati Westbrook as somebody that would like ever put their foot in their mouth because she is so composed. You're right. Yeah. She's, she's, she's so very, conniving. She's mm-hmm. on top of it. She, she knows what she's doing. She failed. Yeah, well, I mean, her, she literally makes a YouTube video every day and has yeah. done for years. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. And, um, but yeah, she said, she, you know, she, one of the reasons she took such a long break is she was getting constant death threats. There was surveillance cameras in her house. People were filming her in her own house. She felt unsafe. And what I thought was really wild was she was begging. She was like, please, I know people are going to make reaction videos. I know people are going to make like body language analysis, all these kinds of videos, but all of the divination channels, tarot channels, magic channels don't speak my name. That was the best part for that me. That was the best. I like it's so funny because I like I went on Twitter and I saw these people be like, "What the fuck was the divination shit at the end?" And I was like, "Yo, what divination shit?" Right. And then I, when I watched it, I was like, "I got to be honest with you, the majority of that video was not that interesting for me." And I think it was mainly because I, I I'm not that I'm not that engaged with the whole drama, so it was very dry for the most part. I was like, "I don't give a fuck that your husband left you. I don't give a fuck that you lost yeah. your wedding ring. I don't give a fuck." That like, I mean, like, it's kind of crazy that you're fucking, um, your part, your business partner suing you for $30 million and and why I like like that. I'd like to know more about. So I can't wait till that lawsuit's over so we can hear all that drama. But then when she was like, don't do a tarot spread with my name, I was like, oh, we're going there. Don't fucking pull out your crystals. Don't pull out your tarot decks. Don't fucking read me like that. Whatever. And I was just like. This is great because you now are so paranoid in your head that you're like, people are changing the trajectory of my life without my consent. And I am freaking out about it. And I'm like, well, she throughout the video talks about how she's had multiple spiritual awakenings through this by losing everything. And it, it does sound like, I mean, she's been through it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. There's she's no been through it. And definitely had to face herself, right? Her I mean, shadow self. Her shadow self. And we are in that period now yeah. where, you know, letting go is a, is a big theme for everybody right now. So Especially with this Capricorn full moon. Right. Yeah. It's just, that's what it's all about. And... You know, we're, we're in a constant, we're still in that, um, Uranus squaring fucking Saturn, you know, people breaking out of their shackles constantly. Well, Neptune just went retrograde too, right? Uh, Neptune went retrograde today. So that is, yeah, we are on our, uh, we had Jupiter going to retrograde on the 20th. That's on top of the Pluto and Saturn retrograde. Mercury is now direct. Um, Jupiter went retrograde. And then today, Neptune is retrograde. So we're in four retrogrades for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are all long. Like, the, the, the nice thing about Mercury retrogrades is they only typically last like three weeks. Yeah, but they're faster. They're more intense. It's closer to us. These are yeah. kind of further planets. Well, Jupiter is relatively close But it's a lot of like reflection and shit. It's a lot of like, reflection. So Jupiter is all about philosophy, spirituality, really look religion, like, mm-hmm. you know, looking at that. Um, and then we've got Neptune, which is like the big dissolver. So we're looking at an escapism. So we're looking at things that are just no longer serving us. It's yeah. kind of the last thing, uh, the last thing to let go is the things that are no longer serving us. Mm-hmm. So this is why you you have all these people leaving and coming back because maybe and mm-hmm. and just begging to be set free and trying to set liberate themselves. This is like big retrograde um, and eclipse energy as well, which we've had a lunar and a solar eclipse recently. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of that energy is, it, it is in that vein. However, I don't, 
with the divination stuff that she said because i was you know i i for this episode i looked up everybody's and i was like should i not do a birth chart i'm like no fuck you tati like i'm gonna look up your shit like she well i also feel like looking up someone's birth chart is not the same as like doing an intense like 10 card tarot spread for somebody to like try to predict the outcome of their life and i don't use astrology as predictive regardless but when I i also think it's I think it's a misuse of, and you correct me if give me your opinion as well. But I just don't personally believe in doing a tarot spread for somebody unless they're present. I think it depends. I think I think you can. I think you yeah. can do tarot remotely. Yeah, I do think that you can. But okay, I think that you can also bullshit the fuck out of a tarot spread by the person not being there. Yeah. Um, so again, it, it really, really, really depends. But yeah, I think if your energy connects, you can if you get me started on tarot fucking an hour into the fucking podcast. Yeah, it's, this is an hour and a half. In. Yeah, it's not going to end <laughs> well. It's not going to end. It's going to be a four-parter. Yeah, it's not going to end. So we'll, we'll save that. We'll parking yeah. lot that for uh, a spirituality episode. But when I had a look at her chart, I'm like, I didn't go deep into it, but she's a fucking Aquarius son. And she is a Scorpio moon. So Tati, I don't fucking trust you. I don't buy any of it. And actually, I did I did look into her chart. I didn't write down all her other planets, kind of like I did for everybody else. But it's kind of similar to, to my chart, except for the Scorpio shit. And I'm like, you're a fucking air and water sign. I'm like, you're a conniving little motherfucker. I yeah, know. You, I, you bend and you twist and you form yourself to fit into the spaces you yeah, want to be in. You're ev- you can be evil. I know I can be evil. I know this bitch can be evil. Like, I, I don't buy it. I don't buy this squeaky clean image. I don't buy no. this whole uh, victim. I, and I'm always skeptical of somebody who presents themselves yeah. as, like, unproblematic. Like, yeah. And this is, uh, uh, you know, just a wider ta- uh, opinion on social media as a whole, like, when I see somebody being who's just like so squeaky clean, who like posts the right things at the right mm-hmm. time to show they're an ally, who like doesn't really post anything else but like very safe pictures online and whatever, I'm just like, you're either hiding a lot or you're boring as fuck. Yeah. And like, no offense to people, if you're boring, you're boring, that's cool. <laughs> Chances are you're not boring. Like, I no. don't truly believe that anybody is boring. Mm-mm. I think that you, if you ever, if somebody ever presents themselves as boring, it's because they don't feel safe yeah. around the people that they're around to be their true whole self. And, uh, and I just like, I'm like, I, I don't like the cookie cutter clean. I'm like, show me the real shit. Show, be raw. Like, you don't have to do it all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I've definitely, I'm definitely trying to get away from how often I used to do it mm-hmm. because I'm like, people also don't just want to see you unhinged at all times as well. It makes it you hard to fucking interact with and mm-hmm. whatever. But like, it's yeah. an archetype that people try to portray that most people do not fit into this fucking angelic, yeah. idyllic, like punk. mother Teresa style. And shit. mother Teresa was a fucking evil bitch. I'll yeah. have you know, she wanted everybody dying for fucking Christ. You know, this is someone that mm-hmm. abused people with religion. So yeah. even again, that she was martyred is pretty fucked up, but just people portraying this image of being non-problematic, you just cannot. And the fact that everyone is upheld to that image in on social media and offline is just going to create people that do really fucking horrible things behind closed doors because yeah. we all have that nasty shadow part we all have demons yeah exactly we all have our shadow self right and like either you're 
completely avoiding acknowledging who your shadow self is and you're not doing the work to accept the darker sides of yourself or you are aware of it and you know you have to keep it yeah. hidden and you know you have to disguise it that's it's it can be scary because yeah. you know what with like with Chrissy Teigen getting fucking canceled for bullying the 16 year old right she's fucking writing apology upon apology upon apology and not a day goes by where I'm not crying and it's like no you're fucking not that was this was in 2012 it's yeah. 2021 you forgot probably yeah like and somebody else brought it up I'm waiting for someone to get exposed or canceled for shit they did a long time ago and just go you know what yeah i was shitty i was in a bad place like i acted out of character i've moved on you know i'll go i'm gonna go message that person apologize they need to take their time to move on but the see the thing is is that and this is what i think is another issue with social media is that like i feel like i have seen situations like that like i feel like mm -hmm. like kevin hart for example mm -hmm. kevin hart got blasted for like 2012 tweets of like if I ever came home and my son was playing with dolls, I'd fucking snap the doll yeah. in half and I'd kick the dollhouse and da da da, no gay shit like that, da da da. Mm -hmm. And like his was his like response was like, "That's not who I am anymore." Yeah. Right. And like, and this is the the what I find is the problem with social media is that we love we love to we we're constantly pushing for change and we constantly want to mm -hmm. see change and yet. When people actually do change, we're not willing to accept that. Yeah. And I think that's bullshit. Like, I am not the person I was in 2012. Thank God. Oh, I am not no. the person I was fuck in 2012. No. I'm not the person I was in 2019. Yeah. Like, it... I feel like a completely different person through this lockdown. Like, yeah. I, feel, I feel like Anya, like, on November 23rd died, and I'm a different person now. Like, 100%. And, and I'm but gonna, then I also feel like the moment I was told I had to go back to work, the person I was during the lockdown started to die as yeah, well. That's how I feel today. We had our staff meeting today, back to work fucking staff meeting. And then Sam and I came to my place to record this after. And it's surreal. I do. I feel. And even through this episode, I can see myself being locked down on you. I can see myself being podcast yeah. on you. And I can see myself being hairdresser on you. I, I saw you doing all of those things too. When we were in the hair salon, I was like, I am not able to compartmentalize right now. And it, I was watching you on the phone and I was like, holy fuck, she's in full hairdresser mode right now. And I was envious to be honest with you, <laughs> because since the announcement, I've just been crying. Yeah. Since the announcement of us going back to work and people are, are messaging me to congratulate me and all this shit. And like, no offense to any of those people. I understand why you're doing it mm -hmm. because you guys have also been messaging me every day since this lockdown started and like checking in on me and I love mm -hmm. you for it. But I just don't have the capacity to talk about it right now. Yeah. It, I've been crying in public. That's yeah. how bad it's been for me these last few days. Um, and I'm like, I'm, it's like that whole like I'm shedding the, yeah. who I was over the last you're seven grieving. months. Yeah, I am. I'm grieving that. That's the thing. We grieve for more than just people that die in our lives. We grieve for relationships. Less. And we, each moment, we're becoming a different person. Like, we all contain so many multitudes. That's something that I really realized, like, having all this time alone by myself. Like, I am so many different people in one. And I would be, it would just really fuck me up if people constantly expected me to be the exact same version of myself everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. And I just, and I can't be because it doesn't make sense for me to be fucking Gemini placements on you behind the chair. People would run out of my fucking chair. For sure. Screaming, you know, it's like. I'm not the same person when I'm talking to my sister as I am when I'm talking to 
um, my clients, when yeah. I'm talking to my boyfriend, when I'm talking to like, you know, some of my friends, like everybody sees a different side of me. All of those sides together make me my whole person. Yeah. But I can talk tons and tons of shit forever about social media because I do think it's important that a lot of us really remember we need to put our phones down yeah. um, or, or turn off our computer or whatever. And I've been making a concerted effort, especially lately. I have not. That like um, my phone is not serving me in the way that I'm expecting it to serve me. Yeah. Um, and Rachel Cargill uh, posted something the other day all about reaching for her phone, which I found very, very powerful and, and very much like this is exactly what I'm trying to do. Um, and she just wrote it out very eloquently and I'll share it as a, as a post later on. Mm -hmm. But she basically was like, every time I put my phone down and then I go to reach for my phone before I pick it up, I ask myself, what am I trying to get from my phone? I saw that. Am I trying to, am I trying to, um, learn something new? If I'm trying to learn something new, I'll go grab a book. If am I trying to be entertained, if I'm trying to be entertained, I'll put on a show or mm -hmm. am I trying to, or I'll go for a walk. Mm -hmm. Am I trying to be validated? I'll call a friend. Yeah. Am I trying to mindlessly scroll to distract myself because I just need a break? If that's the case, then I'll pick up my phone. And like, and that's what I keep trying to do because I've gotten into such a habit and I know I'm addicted to my phone. And over the last, like, however many, like there are times where my, my phone will notify me for my screen time and it'll be like, you spent eight hours alone just on social media. And I'm like, that is a full business day of work. Mm -hmm. I went to work, did my job, and then also put in eight hours of social media time. Like that's fucking insane. And then like, you know, during this lockdown, it like really pushed me to to stop that however i do think it's important to acknowledge the benefits of social media yeah. because it does also share really important information for example trigger warning content warning the information that's been coming out about the residential schools mm -hmm. we're all aware of this right i mean some more than others not everybody is obviously none of us were aware of the exact numbers would any of us have actually known this if it wasn't for social media you know like if if people weren't sharing this information on instagram i would have no idea about the exact numbers and i want to be careful with how i talk about this because i know it's an extremely triggering thing and i don't know how many people who listen to us have an indigenous background are of an indigenous background um so i, I don't want to go too deep into it but it's things like that or it's like the situation that happened at trinity bellwoods earlier this week with mm -hmm. like fucking riot police yeah. breaking up homeless encampments. Like if we didn't have social media, we wouldn't know about these well, things the and we protests. wouldn't be able to push for change. Right. Yeah, exactly. All the protests last year, like we can't demonize social media because if we demonize social media, we, we can hold the social media fucking accountable for algorithms and data yeah. mining and things like that. And we have to. But at the end of the day, we we have to look within ourselves because you're the one that fucking follows the accounts, bro. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you can follow just hamsters or you can follow the most crazy problematic shit and yeah. you can have a mix. And again, we, we, we fracture, right? We, we fracture parts of ourselves for different social media platforms. Like we're always just breaking apart and trying to become whole no matter what and no matter how. So... If your social media is not serving you, maybe you need to unfollow a bunch of accounts. Like, I you know, I read this post and someone was like, maybe you don't need a social media break. Maybe you need better boundaries. 
Yeah. Which is something that really rang true for me. Like I constantly have to, not constantly, but I frequently have to take breaks from my Insta- my hair Instagram account because I'm a fucking dumbass who doesn't understand boundaries and I'll start replying to DMs from my clients trying to book an appointment at 11 o'clock at night when I should be <laughs> sleeping or like in the yeah. shower like and I'm like oh Instagram you know oh too much screen time and it's like I'm making the conscious choice I I can't blame it you know I can blame Instagram for like all the, all the know, sponsored ads all, and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, all my information. They're safe, but I'm giving it to them. Like, I can just fucking leave, yeah. right? But yeah. it's like me responding to clients, me, you know, just doing all these things um, that I'm, I know I shouldn't be doing. That's on me. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm uh, not someone that's just like, oh, individual responsibility or nothing. Yeah. Everyone has a responsibility, but we can't just ignore the fact that we we do exhibit this behavior and yeah like social media is just ai codes and shit right like it's just doing what it's been programmed to do Mm -hmm. and it has no consciousness it has no conscience exactly and we need to be conscientious about how we use something that has no conscience that has been designed to manipulate us yeah so and to make us addicted like people are surprised they're addicted to their phones it's like you can't not be yeah like it it was designed to be that way yeah and everything's to make you feel bad and then feel good feel bad feel good get that little hit which we all need now more than ever and we're using it to connect to everybody because we're isolated so it's like damned if you do and damned Damned if you you don't don't. so it's hard it's hard to navigate but i and there's nothing wrong with you if you're having issues trying to navigate it because we all have issues trying to navigate it they're just different issues within the same thing it's too new you know i think i mean if you really want to get fucking hippy dippy into it like you can look at it as us downloading our consciousness right into the next the next stage of evolution oh my god yeah sorry i just (laughs) <laughs> Reminded me of an X Files episode. Ooh. I don't know. I don't, it must have been season four because I'm like halfway through season five. Maybe it was early season five. But there were these hackers who wanted to download their yeah. souls into yeah. the fucking computer. And I was like, in my head, I was like, my I was my mind was blown because the show's from the '90s, and I was yeah. like, but pe- this is what people want right yeah. now. This is what they want. Yeah, well, remember in Transmetropolitan, the Foglet. The Foglet. If you haven't read Transmetropolitan, do yourself a favor: put every other book or any other thing you're reading or watching down, and go read Transmetropolitan. Warren Ellis. Yeah, it's uh, it's really something because we're just living in it now. It's like, we are. And and uh, Sam and I like to pretend that we're the Spider Jerusalems of this world. <laughs> All I want to be is Spider All Jerusalem. All I want to be is Spider Jerusalem in a transmetropolitan He's world. Such a, I think that you know, trans, the transmetropolitan story also it was like just another piece in me being like, you know, problematic people can be good still. Like, because yeah. Spider Jerusalem is a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. But, but he is. I would say he's chaotic good. Yeah, we all we all have a shitty. We all have, we're all bullies. We all have a part yes. of us that's a bully. And you might be bullying someone on Twitter. You might be bullying someone at Starbucks. You might be bullying um, your hairdresser. (laughs) Raise your hand if you've been personally victimized by someone with unresolved issues that needed to go to therapy but went and got their hair done instead. Both of our hands are in the air right now. Fucking, I'm raising my ass to the sun right now, you know. People will, we all have a part of us that is wounded 
and will act like a little child throwing a tantrum and someone is going to be on the receiving end of it. it it might be someone on twitter and you might be telling them to fucking kill themselves which is fucking unacceptable it might be someone at starbucks it might be like a 19 year old assistant that you made cry in the hair salon it might be somebody you just accidentally bumped into on the street like yeah it might or be- it might be you yeah you might be bullying yourself your whole life and abusing yourself yeah and in that hurting other people that care about you yeah um, or maybe your dependents, like your children or loved ones or whatever, like it can go so deep. Um, but because of how our world works, there's receipts and, and that moment can be encapsulated forever, right? Like yeah. on Twitter, on, on Instagram, whatever, someone can take a screenshot and that's the only version of you that they see yeah. ever. And nothing really kind of makes up for it. They don't want to accept any other versions of you, which they don't have to, right? But nobody will take this. Maybe nobody will take a screenshot of you at the fucking Starbucks being a huge fucking cunt. But you have no idea what's going on with that other person. Yeah, what, but you what still affect them before and what's going to happen afterwards. Yeah, so we should all be aware of how we carry ourselves in the world. And I'm not saying that to like make people anxious. But I do think it's important. And I, you know, I don't think this is also something that like I, when I was planning my trip to Japan, it was like all I was doing the winter leading up to the trip um, was was just researching about the country because I was like, I'm going into a different country that operates completely differently than North America. I need to understand how they operate so that I'm not just one of those asshole tourists. Yeah. And the one thing that I really, really appreciated and took away from the way Japan operates overall, and this isn't every single person in Japan, obviously, I kind of tried to implement it into the way I operated throughout COVID um, or throughout the lockdowns and everything, was that Japan, as a, as a community, as a, as a society, they really try to care about how everybody moves through the, moves through the world together. Mm-hmm. Um, and they... You know, like when it comes, sometimes it's as simple as like nobody fucking eats while they're walking down the street or eats on the train or mm-hmm. gets on their phone on the train or has loud conversations on the train, that sort of thing. It's just about, it's just about being aware of your surroundings and the fact that everybody around you is also just trying to make it home. And it's not, if they do something to you, chances are it's not anything about you or against you. It was probably just an accident. Yeah. And I need to remind myself of this all the time because there are times where I feel slighted by total strangers and I want to go off. Mm -hmm. And in the past I have, but it's not appropriate because everybody at the end of the day is just trying to get home. Yeah. And it's, it's a long journey. We all have to go through this fucking hero's journey, right? Jeffrey Campbell can look it up. The hero's journey the 12 stages and we all have to slay the dragon we all have to face ourselves at some point and sometimes it takes somebody calling you out for being a dickhead yeah uh sometimes it's losing everything and having to face yourself losing um god forbid a loved one or uh, something you know there's something that we all have to go through a stage of our lives or something really fucking shitty happens that sets us off into a trajectory where we have to push through right it's like i remember when i got into sprouting and <laughs> wait like, like like growing sprouts bro. okay yeah just up, up, up. yeah bro, <laughs> i was trying to grow these sunflower sprouts right because they're fucking expensive but you gotta like sunflowers are expensive or sunflower sprouts are expensive? sprouts oh because okay. someone has to sprout them Label. Wait, like you want to eat this? Okay, you know what? Just tell your story. Sorry. You got you got to get this. You got to get the sunflower seeds, and you got to put them in the ground. Right? I don't understand why I have so many questions right now. <laughs> just keep going. 
What you know about sprouts? Is that we're gonna add? Well, obviously nothing. No, I want have so many questions. Well, you're gonna get learned about sprouts, but if you want to sprout sun- sunflower seeds, you got to put them in the ground, right? You got to put them. You got to water them. You got to put them in a dark place, and can't just leave them you got to put like a heavy plate or like a baking tray or something on top because they need that fucking pressure that gravity to push through and to sprout through the earth otherwise it won't happen wow really and we all need that fucking shit that heavy pressure so if you're feeling really fucking heavy right now if shit is weighing on you like with work you know gross i feel like there's yeah but you know and that's the fucking plate because you gotta fucking sprout you gotta fucking sprout sam and you're gonna sprout like i'm fucking believing you're gonna come back to work and you slay it i've never fucking see you not fucking get through anything in your life and you're gonna get through this and you're gonna get through this everybody listening to this she pointed at the computer just so you guys know (laughs) meaning i'll be listening all my friends are inside the computer but you know, at the end of the day, if you're going through some kind of dark night of the fucking soul, whether that's somebody calling you out, right? Because we're going through a lot of karmic, karmic retribution shit with, uh, with the Saturn retrograde. If people are calling you out, if receipts are coming up from the past, you will fucking sprout. Just just go up. Just just stick to your fucking guns. Pivot if you need to, but you you have to keep pushing through you must keep pushing through don't forget that there are other people that care about you there are other people that will help you along the way um and any adversity you can fucking face because up to this point you have faced every other adversity in your life why is this going to be the one that ends you why is it this fucking lockdown that's going to take me out it's not it's just not, you know, I just, I, I refuse to be fucking taken down by anything and, and I refuse to not grow. Yeah. I kind of feel like you and I are addicted to growth. I mean, that's, we'll save it for the next episode. <laughs> yes. This is something that happens to a lot of people that have been through trauma and you know what fuck it i i've been addicted to a lot of things in my life if growth is the main one right now yeah she could be, be worse for me yeah, exactly i'd rather be addicted to just like understanding myself and becoming the best most evolved version of myself i can be than anything else i'm not addicted to growth i'm committed i'm 100 right i'm 100 committed and fucking devoted to try to be a better version of myself because i i've also seen not so great versions of myself and i i want to face them i want to integrate them i have a lot of bullshit to work through but at the end of the day it's onwards and fucking upwards amigos my brain literally just started playing simple plans addicted in my brain i'm sorry but it's okay do you want to sing it as the outro i'm a dick i'm addicted to you and that's the end of the fucking episode. <laughs> Bye, guys! Bye! See you on the next episode. <laughs>